Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your field of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career and feel great. Let's get straight into it. of the Women in Data podcast, Real Estate Research and Geospatial Analytics. I am joined today by Gronia Gilmore, Head of Research at Zoopla, and Davis Pikerman, Senior Geospatial Analyst at Nightfrank. In this episode, we talk about how the real estate industry uses data for research purposes, allowing them to understand trends and create insights into the market. We also talk about geospatial analytics, what is it? What skills are needed? How is it used in real estate, but also elsewhere? This conversation was actually a real eye-opener for me, and I hope you will find it useful too. Hi, ladies. Hi. How are you Hi today? There. Very good. Thank you. Yourself? Good, good. The sun is out now, so changes from the rain, which is great. That makes me remember that I went home a couple of months ago, so home in the Caribbean, and I saw that. So I go home maybe once a year. And it means that every time I go back home, I see something new. And what I noticed this time, probably because of where I am at in my life, was that there were loads of new houses around. Uh, So people are building houses. They have loads of villas. And I was really impressed. I came back obsessed with buying a house. Obviously, I don't think this is possible in London. But I keep going to when I go on my walk in the morning, stopping at the real estate agent and then looking at the windows, finding out what do, what are people selling at the moment and that's about all I know about real estate this is all the knowledge I have and that means I'm really glad that today I'm talking to the both of you who are experts in the area and you can give me a glimpse of what's going on there what it is and how is data used there so this is really great I think if we could start with you telling us a bit more about your role and responsibilities and what you're trying to achieve in the role you're at at the moment. So, Gronia, could you start? Absolutely. So, I'm head of research at Zoopla and I work in the research and insight team. We're quite a small team and we are we are subject matter experts in the housing market. We all come from slightly different backgrounds, but we're all steeped in what's going on in the residential market in the UK. And using all the skills we have, we use data to create new insights about the market, really getting under the bonnet of what's going on in the trends. And we're really lucky in this respect because we have access to so much data in Zoopla. We have a company within Zoopla called HomeTrack, which does a lot around mortgage lending. We also have all the data of the property portal of Zoopla. So we have a lot of data which helps us really dig into what's going on in the market and then sharing those insights, most importantly, sharing those insights with um, agents, with lenders, with anyone who's involved in the market from a a kind of customer side, but then also everyone else in the UK and yourself. 
if you're a vendor, if you're a homeowner, if you're a tenant, if you're a landlord, we can give you insights as to what's going on in the market and then throwing that forward and what we think might happen um, in the coming year or so in the market. And that's really what we're there to do is to share our insights. Obviously, then we feed that back in to the company and um, share our insights internally to really help inform some of the areas that they might be looking at. So that's a very brief roundup of what I do. That's a really good one, actually. And I'm very curious to know, because you did mention the company that is inside Zoopla. Um, so is that data that you can share within? So you share the data with both companies. So can you match what you have at Zoopla with what you have with the company? Sorry, I can't remember the name. It was home. With, with home track, we, we can use yeah. um, certain elements of the data when it's, we would everything would be anonymized and, and at a macro level. We, could, we can share that data. They can share that data with us and we have access to some of the analysis that they're able to do on that data. So it really puts us in an advantage. And oh, that's really great. It sounds like your teams have some really good data to dig in and have fun with. Davy, you actually used to work with Gornia and now you both at two different companies. We're still working in the same kind of sector, but today you're joining us to talk about geospatial analytics. Could you tell us what exactly it is? Yeah, absolutely. So I work for Night Frank in the geospatial team. Geospatial, in the simplest term, actually means it's a mapping tool that is used as a tool to explain spatial relationships. So in other words, we answer important questions by using place intelligence. So the intelligence of places. And we ask questions such as, where is population growing? Where is it declining? In which part of your city or country are the most wealthy people live or the least wealthy people? And from a location, how many people can you reach? Are people willing to shop, work, or live in those locations? So we have a, a lot of different layers in this digital mapping and we, we find out how they interact with each other. We can analyze, we can understand those relationships to geospatial. You know, yeah, so if I understand well, you come more from the commercial side of things, that is everything that's related to retail, where Bronia comes more from the residential side of things. Is that correct? So I started out working more on commercial projects, but I'm doing residential projects as well at the moment, which is mostly because when you work with geospatial data, a lot of different markets actually interact with each other. And it's a very good tool to find those overlaying or interacting elements. So if you would have a data set of residential uh, data, which you normally look at for that specific function. If you overlay that with spatial, with uh, commercial spatial data sets, you might find relationships that can help you analyze either market better. Okay, and what it is exactly that you're trying to achieve in your role and what are your responsibilities? I work very closely with our internal and external stakeholders and we try to answer important questions for our public and private sector clients. And we ask questions such as, will this location give me access to my customers or to the labor market? Uh, or how can we become more efficient in finding sites for our clients? Or how can we support our clients to manage their portfolio in the best way? And on a daily basis, that means that we are like processing data, uh, often in a spatial way. So we, we look at overlaying layers to find relationships. Uh, we create online tools for our internal and external stakeholders. We automate reporting and uh, create site finding tools and we have a lot of discussions obviously with other parts of the of the business to to help our clients answer questions with location intelligence 
Okay, sounds great. Um, I think the first time I really realized how important geospatial analytics was, was when, well, obviously it was a very sad moment, but it was when there were the attacks at London, was it, was it the one at London Bridge or Westminster? One of these two, where actually people were talking about analyzing how people are moving around the city to be able to avoid these kind of areas and making sure that people can safely move around the city and going to where they're going, they want to be going without any issues. So it's really great to be able to see how in business as well this is so it's not used only when there is bad news but also to help business solve issues and also help people find their homes i, I really like this uh, so it's I very broad another, yeah go ahead i wanted to say i think another element where it's used in a lot at the moment is covid related obviously the, the maps that you can find online with the interactive maps with covid cases and the industry also started with a pandemic kind of health issue first in London it's it's documented where I think it was cholera yeah um, they found out spots uh where people were getting sick and then they overlaid it where there were fountains or, or, or some sort of water pipes or something that where people would drink from and they could see that a few of them were actually infected and all the people around those areas were getting sick so it's it's coming a bit full circle now with the pandemic to, to use those same techniques yeah, so geospatial analytics helps solve really, really important problems. What kind of knowledge is required to go into this kind of area? Geospatial is some sort of mix between geography, data science and computer science. There are people who enter the industry with a specific geographic information systems degree, but a lot of people come from any of the other three areas. Depending on what side of geospatial you're working on, if you're more a developer, the computer science part is more important. If you're more analytical, you obviously need to have the conceptual understanding of, of spatial data and, and geography. Uh, you need to be willing to learn how to code and have some understanding of the standard software from ESRI, ArcGIS or ArcGIS Pro or any of their software. And then I think on the other side as well, it is important to have industry knowledge. So if you're working in real estate, you need to understand what drives other parts of the real estate industry. If you're working in, like what you said, if it's more crime or disaster related, you need to understand elements of that or environmental, you need to have an understanding of that market. So industry knowledge is, is definitely a big one as well. So, so true, Davy, isn't it? Because especially in the residential area, the policies that come in from government or from other bodies can have such an impact on the market. So in the commercial property space, if you remember, Davey, kind of income and yields, they were all very much connected and that really resulted in what your capital values were. In the residential market, I don't know if you've found that sort of moving into that space, the, the um, factors that move the market are much greater and you can have sentiment moving the market as well. Did you find that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and therefore you need to definitely have more conversations with your stakeholders to understand what yes. is changing in their market because you need to, in a commercial setting, you obviously need to be ahead of what the market wants from you. And just being technically yes. good is not good enough. You need to know before they know what you need to answer and what where you need to kind of put your efforts in research-wise. This is something that we kind of see in many areas of analytics, right? Right. So being able to understand how the insight is going to be used and being able to 
really focused on the business problems rather than just on the data. But I guess coming from the research side, it's even more important because as you said, you have to think ahead. Is there a specific way that you're doing that? Is it just with the, the industry knowledge? I think it's a combination of speaking with your clients, speaking with your uh, teams and making them aware of your capacity as well. What we've been trying to do a lot in the last year as a team, we are a team of six uh, in in quite a big company. And we've really tried really hard to make all our other stakeholders and teams understand what we do and how we can add value. Because we don't want to just be seen as a team that make maps because that's something that we can automate and it's not very interesting. So we want them to understand what kind of questions, how we can help them, how we need to actually work together uh, from the start to finish on creating the right products to, to kind of help and uh, get ahead of our competition and provide services yeah. to our clients. And on the other side, on the residential market, we, we really are integrated into industry events. Um, we're talking to agents, we're talking to house builders, we're talking to um, policymakers, so we're really steeped in what's going on in the market so that we can have a very good idea of what might be coming down the tracks and what impact that might have on the market. Because as you can imagine, some of the biggest questions we get asked from consumers, from people visiting the portals, from agents, uh, are, are quite similar. What will happen when the stamp duty holiday ends? Um, will this rise in demand that we've seen after COVID, will that continue? And to answer those questions, that's when we have to get under the bonnet of the data and understand what's driving what we're seeing at the moment, because anyone can see from the data what's happening from the publicly available data. Where we were at an advantage is after during lockdown, we were being asked what's going to happen next. And because we have data that shows us what's happening very early on in the pipeline, we've got browsing data, we've got engagement data, we've got demand data. We can see where buyers are engaging with properties. They haven't even made an offer yet. So we were very, you know, at a very uh, advantageous position and being able to say we can see what's coming down the tracks and we are predicting a rise in demand once the market opens up and and you could see that that came to pass. Sorry, I'm getting quite specific there, but it, it's a good illustration of how we have to be very on top of what's going on policy-wise, what's going on industry-wise, and also what's going on with the data. So that's why we would consider ourselves a team of subject matter experts, if you like. Uh, we're not a data team. We have a large data team in Zoopla, but for the research and insight team, we're experts in property but we know how to use the data and manipulate it. And we've got very skilled people who are able to do that for us, but sitting within the team. Yeah, Bronya, you're giving us a good example of how you're using, uh, so how your team is working at the moment, being a matter um, expert, as you're saying. But outside of COVID, are you trying to answer the same kind of questions? Is it where the market is going to go? How do you react to that? Is that the kind of questions you're trying to answer? Absolutely. So people will be asking us questions based on what they need to know. If you're a buyer, you're thinking, uh, what's going to happen to house prices in this area? Am I getting good value for money? So we've got very localised data, which can help them on the website. Um, if you are an agent, you're thinking business planning, what's going to go on in my locality? How's it performing next to the locality next door? So we're trying to give you an insight into what's going on, you know, at a regional level or at a city level, what's going on in the market, what trends we're seeing. Um, if you are coming to us asking, what are people looking for? What's of interest in the market? If you're a vendor thinking, should I sell now? Is my home attractive? So we're trying to really get out into the market some of the things that are happening 
in the housing market which could help people make decisions no matter where they sit and how they sit so that's a very wide range of questions as you can imagine we have developers who are thinking where am i going to find my buyers for my new project um so it's a very wide range of questions i could we'd be here all day if i went through them one by one but i hope that gives you the range of questions that we are looking at right across the sales market right across the rental market it does, and I'm curious to know because there there is such a wide range of questions. Does that mean you also have a wide range of skills in the team? It does. You can have a, a data analysts um, who are extremely skilled. They're using SQL, Python, BigQuery. They're doing Google Analytics. We've got a data scientist who's who's modelling. We've created new indices. We've got one of the best house price indices, one of the best rental indices in the market, and and one of the most local with the most level of data in it um, which is very useful for some of the big build to rent developers coming to the market and also for buy to let landlords so with a mix of those skills in the team they are able to help produce some of the most up-to-date and forward-looking indicators that we're able to share then and i'm really curious to hear a bit more about your your path into data how did you get into the industry did you always know that you wanted to go into real estate um, I took a very varied route into the industry. Um, I started off as a journalist. First of all, well, I did a year of accountancy, actually, and to be honest, that set me on the path. I'd studied history at university, early modern. So anything you need to know about Henry VII, I'm your lady. But um, <laughs> it wasn't that useful uh, when it came to uh, job skills. Well, it was useful for me. I absolutely adored it. And the, and the critical thinking was important. But um, I trained as an accountant for a year, which meant I could read a profit and loss account. And when I went over uh, and decided to go into journalism, it meant I got a, an internship at Bloomberg because the test to get in as an intern, you had to read a profit and loss account and write up a story on it. So thank goodness I could decode it. And um, so that's where I started. And I, I was a journalist for 12 years, laterally um, an economics journalist. So I had to get familiar with a lot of data quite quickly. And then I moved from economics into Knight Frank, where um, Davey and I worked together for the last couple of years. I took a very circuitous route, but because of my personal finance background at the Times, so I was writing about mortgages a lot and the property sector. And then I went into economics. And of course, the housing market is a massive part of that. So because of that history, it seemed a natural move. And I was very lucky that Knight Frank took a punt on me. And um, it seemed a natural move to go into property. I was very well versed in the residential sector at that point. So that is how I got into property. And then I had um, some great years at Knight Frank. And I just moved quite recently over to Zoopla. Yeah. Did you feel like it was a tough transition to go from journalism to property? To some extent, I couldn't believe my luck when I first arrived at Mike Frank, actually. And it's the same at Zoopla because you're sitting in the room with the subject matter experts that you'd be chasing around on the phone as a journalist. And you were sitting in the room with them going, this is great. So really, my, my role in the team was getting that data together and, and really helping get it out into the market. So it was a it was a bit of a crossover role and, I, and I've enjoyed it immensely. And there's quite a few people now who are kind of um, former journalists sitting in research and insight teams because that they can uh, help and um, inform and work with data analysts to come up with some very exciting ideas and then get that out into the market, whether it's via report, via presentation, talking to someone about it on a on a webinar or a Zoom call now. Um, so it's there's a kind of a, a, an extra layer around research and insights in helping um, data analysts get their message out and supporting them in that. And I enjoy it immensely. Yeah, I, I love how people get 
through different paths to to get into data and get closer to the the subject. How about you, Devi? How did you get into the industry? I, I kind of have a similar story in terms of that I took quite a different route into it. Like I said earlier, some people go directly into geospatial real estate. I, I took a bit of a journey. I studied geography in the Netherlands, where I'm from, and I did have uh, a course of geographical information systems in my undergraduate. I did find it very interesting, but I was more interested in going abroad and I moved to South Africa, I lived there for two years. I was working for a kind of innovation entrepreneurship training center where we trained farmers to go from substance farmers to uh, entering the market. But I did notice that I worked there for two years that I, that I was very interested in, in the environment that they had to uh, interact with. So that kind of goes back to a bit more geography kind of questions. So I went back to the Netherlands. I did a master's in spatial economics. And there again, I was working with spatial data. I did a thesis on um, road development and the impact on villages nearby roads uh, in terms of market access and if they could increase their income. I then went to the University of Oxford to work as a research assistant on uh, urbanization in developing countries. And this is where I really learned more practical skills of data and uh, geospatial. So I learned programming, I came in contact with Python and R, I learned how to ask the right questions. I learned how to work with GIS better. Um, and after this, I really wanted to get out of academia and apply it more commercially. So yeah, real estate was actually making a lot of sense as a next step because I worked with cities, I worked with farmers and in real estate, you basically work with all kind of different elements. So yeah, that was a logical next step. I, I joined Knight Frank first in the commercial research team, not necessarily as a geospatial expert. I uh, worked in retail, but retail is one of the industries that actually adopted geospatial quite early and, and makes a lot of use of geospatial analysis. So I worked a lot with the geospatial team. And then at some point, it, it was actually uh, better to just sit within that team and serve our clients uh, internally and externally while sharing and building knowledge with, with colleagues who were doing similar work. Yeah, just listening to you talking, I'm getting images of all the cool things you could be doing with geospatial analytics coming to my mind. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Uh, I might come your way, don't tell my boss. <laughs> so I just realized, <laughs> I just realized I you could actually solve the problem of traffic in front of my house. I, I was complaining this morning about so much traffic in front of my house. This is great. Oh, this is really great. I love it. Levi, I know you're super passionate about diversity in the industry and conscious of time. Uh, could you just tell us a bit more about that or the things you've been involved to bring more women into the industry and how you've got to, to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think firstly, why I think it's so important, especially in this industry, is because our analysis and the questions we ask and the way that we tell our stories to decision makers has so much impact on decision making on, on everything around us. So where we build houses, uh, where people can shop and work, but even things like where police stations are located. And if, if you think about all those examples, it makes a lot of sense that people, people from all backgrounds have a say about this. You only can see the world from your perspective. And if you wanna look at something from different angles, you need different people and different perspectives of that. If you, if you just think about if all decisions were, for example, being made by men, they might not think about safety at night so much if they don't experience 
unsafety uh, situations that often. Therefore, you need all those different perspectives to create an environment that we all like to kind of live in because we spend most of our time either in properties or going between properties during the day. So that's the reason why I think it's really, really important. In terms of, of what I'm involved in at the moment, we do quite a lot of R&D research in social, uh, environmental, kind of the ESG topics when we have time and not working directly in client work. And whenever we see an opportunity, we try to implement that in our client work. So we have those things as a list and in the back of our minds, we work on that, we research that, we implement it when possible. I'm also part of uh, the Race and Fate uh, group at Night Frank, where we look at how we can improve our diversity. That aspect, there's, there's quite a lot of will from higher up uh, in, in the whole industry. And I think especially in the last few years with uh, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter movement, I, I definitely feel that there's more space now, or at least I feel more empowered to talk about what we believe in and to try to make a change where possible. Yeah, agreed. How about you, Grania? What's your view on this? I totally agree with what David was saying. You need to reflect your audience. And we know in housing, as in many other things, these decisions are made across households. Men and women are making these decisions. Everyone's making these decisions. So you need to be in an environment where that is all being taken into account. And it, there is improvements being made across the um, real estate sector. And certainly at Zoopla, um, diversity is an absolutely key theme. So it's we have very mixed groups and wide ranging views, which are feeding in to them what is going back out to our audience, who are also very diverse. So it's it's a no brainer. We, we want to be making sure that we reflect the people that are looking to us for answers. Yeah. And to close this episode, Grania, do you have any tips to give to women considering getting in the, the industry and having a career in in data and real estate? I would say go for it. It's enormously rewarding. Um, it's it's a great way to look, as, as Davy has alluded to, it touches everything. Now, I'm sure most industries could say that to a certain degree, but really, real estate really does touch everything. You're looking at every angle of retail, residential, transport, all the policies are being, into play, being brought into play all touches real estate to some extent. So you're really exposing yourself to absolutely everything that is going on in the country, which is um, just a wonderful experience. And there are many different ways to get into it. And once you're in it, you can move around. There are different things you can focus on. It offers real opportunities. So I'd say go for it. I may be a little biased, but definitely go for it. <laughs> well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely getting really excited about it. It is when you are in analytics, sometimes you don't see the impact of your work. And then it feels like with that, with all the examples you, you gave, all the things you talked about today, it, it feels like there is real value and you can definitely see the impact of your work, how it's being applied, but also all the different possibilities on what you could be working on. So thank you so much for coming and sharing this with us. Uh, I think it will give some good insights for others. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. If you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on LinkedIn. You can also register to the community for free by heading to womenindata.co.uk. We would love to hear from you, so don't be shy and drop us some feedback or a review. This will help us enhance the content and bring the guests that you want to hear from. Have a great day.